Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back. Today is day two, and we are drilling down even more so on how to actually start your own podcast, or if you have a podcast, how to take it to the next level. The big takeaways from yesterday's show, if you have not listened uh, to yesterday's show yet, will are they essentially are just do it. It's not that difficult. Don't overthink it. We gave you the breakdown of whatever equipment you need to buy, which really was about $200 worth of stuff in your phone, your iPhone, ideally. Very simple. And we also gave you some uh, pathways to success with regards to how to present your content and essentially how to then syndicate it. And syndication is actually our next point, point number seven. Syndication is a fancy word for saying uh, distribution. It's it's effectively a system in which your podcast goes from your phone to the world. That's right. So media syndication, hopefully you guys are taking notes again. Get caught up on yesterday's because this is point number seven of our two-part series. So media syndication, it is the name of the game. You should have your show appear on all the top podcast services and of course YouTube. We use audio bursts for YouTube content and the global leader in podcasts, of course, is iTunes, but Stitcher is the go-to for Androids. 95% of all of our 20 million plus downloads are in iTunes. Actually, that's obsolete. It's 40 million now. Um, But that aside, so here's what the big takeaways are. What you really need and all you really need is Podbean. We'd present this material maybe a year ago, and that was the best of breed a year ago, but it's, it's evolved since then. So if you were using Podbean, what would happen is you'd record your podcast right into your phone using the, the lavalier setup that we told you about yesterday. And then once it's loaded up and once it's recorded, you just hit one button and then Podbean will then automatically syndicate or distribute your podcast to all the different podcast uh, apps. And that would be obviously the most important one by far is iTunes. And like I told you guys yesterday, over 90% of our tens of thousands of daily downloads comes directly from iTunes. The rest are from Stitcher. Stitcher's the number one Android um, app for listening to podcasts, but then of course iTunes is number one overall. And there's a whole bunch of others too that no one really talks about, but a lot of people use. So just use Podbean, and then all you've got to do is set up uh, little profile accounts and all the different uh, podcast listening widgets, and Podbean does all the work for you. And also yesterday we talked a little bit about the fact that YouTube in itself is becoming. And I bet you by this time next year will be one of the top, maybe as much as iTunes is for listening to podcasts. Because what's happening is people who do not have podcast listening widgets, or frankly, they don't know how to use them. And I I find that to be often the case. And by the way, if you don't know how to use your podcast listening widget, you're using it now listening to us. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Unless, of course, you're listening to us on iTunes, which is what a lot of people are migrating to. So what people will do is they'll uh, fire up a podcast on iTunes and they'll just listen to it as if they were listening to a a podcast off a podcast app. Hopefully all that makes sense. So what you need to do is you need to uh, prepare your podcast to be made into a video. Now, in the last probably 90 to 120 days, the YouTube has, again, like all these apps are apt to do, you guys get it, all these, you know, different, uh, uh, you know, 
YouTube's platforms, platforms yeah, are, are apt to do is they have changed the criteria for what they look for. So now what they're putting preference on, search results on, are what they call YouTube Shorts. And what a YouTube Short is effectively is just a little maybe minute um, of audio or video, ideally, of you doing your podcast. So here, I'll tell you the hack for that if you don't want to actually record your podcast, video it. Because Julie and I don't video our podcast. And the reason we don't video our podcast uh, is a whole bunch of reasons. But the biggest one is because we travel a fair amount and we're never going to be in the same place. And I don't want to have to lug around all the gear. And the more hassle the podcast is, the more the less, you know, frankly interested we are in, in doing it every day. So we just used the setup we told you about yesterday. But what we are doing and have done is we have video of us presenting on a podcast in a um, in a more professional looking location. And you guys have maybe seen those if you watch our videos on YouTube. So what you'll see is Julie and I essentially presenting on a podcast, and uh, but the actual podcast of that day's audio isn't what we're actually presenting. So we videotaped ourselves presenting a, a podcast, doing a podcast, and then that video acts as the video for our YouTube shorts, but the actual audio from that day's podcast is something we did that day. I don't know if I can explain it any better than that. They'll understand more once they start doing it themselves. But the point is that none of this is expensive. It It's harder to explain than it is to do. So make sure you get it done. Don't overthink this. So point number eight is the actual process. Now, our process is stupid simple. We record the show on Tim's iPhone. We load the audio to Google Drive. Then we share the audio file with a team member. Now, you don't have to do it with a team member. You can do it yourself. So the... Uh, I, get, I told you guys the hack for that a second ago. Definitely use Podbean opposed to doing it the way we're doing it. It's much more efficient. And frankly, it's much more a streamlined process. And you have to, we have somebody who works uh, in our marketing department for our coaching business. Uh, and she also helps me process the podcast. But if I were doing it all over again, I would just use Podbean like I previously You wouldn't have described. to hire anybody then. No, you definitely don't. Right. You could use like Fiverr, for example, to create your thumbnail, right? Mm -hmm. Just go to Fiverr, F-I-V-V-E-R, and then create a thumbnail. Now, with that said, you can actually go online to Google, um, and then you can have a, um, a little thumbnail for a podcast created for free because there's, believe it or not, a whole bunch of AI software out there, AI apps online that are free that will create really great looking designs for you. Um, so there's no real excuse. Don't think this is, we're not asking you, you, you guys know us, we're inherently low budget with how we go about lead generating and how we're suggesting all of you do it as well. We want you guys to have maximum profit. And the worst thing you can do, and it, it is a mistake, frankly, I made, uh, And but to my, you know, giving myself somewhat of an excuse, Back when Julie and I started doing the podcast, the technology wasn't as advanced as, as it is now. And frankly, consumer behavior, as far as what they want from podcasts, had changed. Like when Julie and I started doing podcasts originally, if your podcast didn't really kind of sound like an NPR story, you know, with music yeah. and background and the whole rest of it, then you were kind of, you know, people didn't listen. It didn't get the same kind of audience that a less formal podcast will get now. And if you're not listening to podcasts, or you even if you are, you'll find yourself gravitating towards the podcasts that are less produced. It's very, it's fascinating. The ones that are less produced, that don't have a bunch of, you know, goofy music and all the rest of it, they're the ones that people seem to gravitate towards because of the fact they're feeling more of a connection with that person. The more produced it is, just remember this, the more produced it is, the longer it takes, the more effort it takes, and the less results you're generally going to get. So I'm giving you 
um, a permission just to be yourself. We don't edit any of our podcasts. Long-term list, long-time listeners, you know that's true. So we screw something up. We just screw it up, you know, because it's keeping it real. So just please remember all this. And again, what I'm doing, the reason I'm drilling down on what seems like, you know, nonsensical points is because I am doing my best to uh, eliminate any excuses you might be giving yourself uh, to start your own podcast. And also, we have eliminated all excuses for you to join Premier Coaching. We've made it free. I don't know what else we could be doing for you. We could somehow do one of those new Elon Musk brain transplants. We could try, but yeah. it's still, it's free. Free means free, guys. Right. No excuses. <laughs> exactly. So just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372, P-R-E-M-I-E-R. And when you do, we will send you back a link. Actually, two things will happen. Number one, we're going to send you back a link, and then you can enroll in Premier Coaching uh, for free. It takes about 22 seconds from the time you uh, – t- you should time it, I have uh, – between the second you text the word Premier to 47372, and when you're actually enrolled as a coaching client, it's 22 seconds. But we've also got somebody named Andrew, and he'll call you up and ask you if you have any other questions and also help you enroll. So either way is great. But do text the word Premier to 47372, or you can also go to, just go to the website directly, which is members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. When you text, we will text you back a website. You can then look at all the benefits you get as far as being a Premier Coaching client. But we removed all the risk by making it for free. So you can join today for free. You do, uh, you will absolutely get a daily semi-private coaching call. You'll get the real estate treasure map. You'll get the expired scripts. Everyone now, is, it's so funny to me. I, I watch uh, YouTube videos and all these other, I'm air quoting, coaches and trainers obviously listen to our podcast. Truthfully, I can tell that they do. I know, do. me too. And they say they're, you know, they're copying us basically. And what are they all saying? They're saying what you and I've been saying for the last two years, that the marketing and the branding and all the big team building and all the buyer agent things and all the other things are going to essentially come home to roost. And it's going to result in basically agents not making any money, especially when the market shifts. Market shift is clearly here. And now what you need to do is drill down on being proactive lead generator. Look, just notice guys, look how everyone's messaging out there in the real estate training and coaching space. How they all sort of are starting to sound more like Julie and I? Well, there's a reason. Because what Julie and I uh, are suggesting you guys do is what you probably always should have done no matter what direction the market was going because, frankly, you'd be in a better position for this market shift. But it's not too late for you because you can make money helping people in real estate no matter what direction the market is going. There will always be lots of buyers and sellers. And, yes, Julie and I are really working on a. I think it's going to be one of our best podcast series. We're maybe going to have it done next week. Uh, maybe the week after that, where we're going to give you all the yin and yang of what's going on in the real estate market and the economy. We're going to break down inflation means. We're going to break down, you know, really, okay, interest rates are rising. Oh my gosh, doom and gloom, house sales are going to slow down. But at the same time, rents are rising. And so, so our commissions, by the way. And so as far as commissions, oh my gosh, Julie, 2021, there were six over 6 million home sales. This year, there's only projected to be 5 million home sales. Projected, air quotes again. Next year, it's projected that there's only going to be 4 million home sales. What does that really mean? Well, guess what? It doesn't really mean crap because the sale price has gone up so much because of inflation. So there'll be fewer transactions, but agents will be making more money per transaction. And also, you should stop comparing it to a very strange pandemic year where everybody was moving all the time because that is the outlier year. If you compare it to where we would have been without 2020 and 2021, 
we are right on track to be pretty similar to 2018 and 19. The point is everything is changing. You need to change too. And that's the reason we've made Premier Coaching for free. We want to make it easy for you to progress to the new market so you can make the most of the new market. So text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. All right, Julie, let's go on to point number nine. That was well, super point number simple. nine, I think you were alluding to your show needs to have bright eye-catching artwork. For the thumbnail. For the thumbnail. The thumbnail is that little picture that you see when you're scanning and looking at what you're going to listen to or look at. So that needs to be exciting and dynamic, lots of nice, bright colors. Don't look boring. Don't do what everybody else is doing. It does make sense for you to spend a bit of effort on that. And again, it doesn't cost you very much. So well, and you can change out those thumbnails too. So if you, again, you go to iTunes guys and put in real estate, you can just search for Julie and I, you don't even have to search for our podcast name because you can just search for our name. You can go to Google and you can search for Tim and Julie Harris podcast and find our podcast. But when you do, you'll see our cover art. We've tested and we're hoping to update it again, but we've tested different colors and different, this is and the other things. And what we, what that is, the, the way it looks now is what gets the most clicks. It's shocking how little tiny nuanced differences to a tiny little thumbnail makes all the difference. So just remember that. And it is important. All these little things are important, but what's most important is the consistency in which you do the podcast. Like we talked about yesterday, point number 10. So point number 10, you can make money from your podcast once you've had at least three to 5,000 daily downloads. So do you want to talk about, you know, that's one of the goals that people have when they start a channel is making money with it. Well, so we have evolved to the point where we don't allow ads on our podcast, right. on YouTube in particular. Mm -hmm. We will allow um, ads on our, this podcast, on the audio version. And we use a company called C-Suite to run the ads. Mm -hmm. And it's C-Suite and it's called C-Suite Network. So once your podcast has around three to 5,000 daily downloads, they will run ads for you. And we have advertisers everywhere from, I mean, what, uh, tons of different companies. Mm -hmm. But we, we set boundaries on what we were willing to have ads for. No marijuana ads, no porn Nothing ads. Nothing goofy, obviously. right? Like I, I like every plate is a good ad for right. us. Things that are kind of related to you guys, like Red X makes sense on our podcast. So you, even though they do it for you, you do have, excuse me, some control over the type of ads that you do. And then they manage all of that for you, which is pretty cool. Now, just, you guys will find this interesting too. At least I found it interesting. On YouTube, everyone talks about making a lot of money off YouTube. Well, here's how it actually works. For every million views, and that's not a hell of a lot of videos that have a million views, but you know, for every million views, you're going to make around five grand. That's it. Five grand. Yeah. So all those people that you perceive to be big time real estate influencers and they're doing their poses and they've got all these downloads, even if they had a million, which most of them don't, it's still only five grand. What is that? A third of one of your commissions? Yeah. Well, again, and the problem is, is if you allow um, essentially monetization, first of all, you have to have, I think it's 5,000 subscribers on YouTube to be able to offer to, you know, to flip the monetization on. And then YouTube starts placing ads. And we did that for maybe 90 days. And we were making money from it for maybe 90 days. But the problem is, is I did not like the ads whatsoever that YouTube was allowing to run. And you can't control that, right? You can't. Yeah. So every single day I would have to go on and say, nope, don't like that ad. Nope, don't like that ad. So finally it just became a waste of time. And for the money that they were paying us anyway, I just decided to turn it all off. So my suggestion for you guys is A, maybe if you're wanting to run paid ads, go to see, put in your keywords into YouTube and see what other ads or what other videos are running on YouTube that have a lot of views 
that are salient to your particular, um, you know, niche, your, your real estate market or whatever. And maybe that's going to be a cheap ad that you can run just for what it's worth. Again, we're not advocates of running advertising, especially in this market, but that is kind of an interesting little twist. And what I will tell you a lot of people do now, follow me on this one is they will run ads on YouTube promoting their podcasts. So what they'll do is it's just exactly like I said, you will have a podcast. You will then make your podcast into um, a YouTube video or YouTube videos, YouTube shorts. And then what's going to happen is you then want to get more views on your YouTube channel. You can actually then create a YouTube ad that appears on other people's uh, YouTube videos, other agents' YouTube videos that will be consumer facing. And you then can start sending people to your YouTube channel to listen to your podcast. You guys get it? So if you're going to spend money to promote your podcast, that's probably the only way to go about doing it. And there really is no hack on the iTunes side. Um, you can, the, like the advertising platform inside YouTube is very rudimentary. It's honestly probably not even worth doing. But there is a lot of little, we didn't talk about this, Julie, because this wasn't in my previous points mm -hmm. when I wrote this um, a year ago. But I will tell you, uh, inside your actual YouTube page, look at, guys, just go to ours and see how I set it up. We tested and tested. YouTube itself, on the actual YouTube video, uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong, on the iTunes page, I get all this confused, mm -hmm. right? So go to iTunes and look to see how our page actually looks where all of our podcasts are. And on iTunes, every single thing on there has been tested. The words, the phrasing. That's the reason our podcast was originally Real Estate Coaching Radio, but we changed it to Real Estate Training and Coaching Radio because that allows iTunes to have even a better idea of what our show is about. And then we'll expose our show to more people. And like I uh, told you guys yesterday, the number one source of new listeners to our podcast is iTunes sharing our podcast with people that are listening to similar podcasts. And that's our number one source. Some of you guys listen to us every day and you don't even know how you discovered us. Well, I just told you, <laughs> iTunes one day suggested you listen to us and you chose to. That's how you're listening to right, us. Right, and we didn't pay for that. That just no. happened organically, which can happen to you on your podcast as well. Assuming you do point number 11, which is actually launch. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. That's why we're working so hard on these two podcasts to help you. So have 10 or 12 shows ready for your launch. Decide how frequently you're going to publish. Now, we publish every weekday. Real Estate Training and Coaching Radio has, I think, 5,000 shows now, something like that, if we count the archive. Yeah. Uh, and that acts as an archive. That's one of the great things about podcasts is they live on and that helps with your search related to being successful as an agent or your topic, you know, selling real estate in your town that builds up your archive. So I think our point here is decide how frequently you're going to do it, follow through, get it on your schedule and doing it like once a month or whenever you feel like it isn't really going to be worth doing, is it? So you said three really interesting things that are worth drilling down. They're slightly off topic, but still very valuable. So if you, Julie and I were selling real estate today um, and we were listening to this podcast, what would one of my big takeaways would be? I mentioned this yesterday. I'll mention it again today. On mobile phones, when you go to Google, when you do searches on keywords, generally speaking, you're going to see that Google is offering up videos as search results almost over textual results on every single search you do. Why? Google owns YouTube right? YouTube has become a only second to Google 
for search results. People go to for for search inquiries. So people will go to YouTube almost as frequently as they go to Google to learn about things, to discover things, to all the rest of it. So I, that's kind of a fascinating thing. You're thinking YouTube's a video channel. YouTube's a search engine. That's the way to think of it. So Google is going and using search results. Like when you put in, say, for example, New Albany, Ohio, uh, real estate, like where Julie and I sold real estate in the end of our real estate selling career. And you would, uh, back when we were selling, you would have gotten our website, newalbanyohio.com, and you've gotten other search results. But now... What will happen is people who have created videos on YouTube will come up higher, usually right after the ads. Test it on your phone. You'll see what I'm talking about. So that's one of the best, easiest ways for you guys to get search results um, on uh, Google is by placing, doing what we're suggesting now and doing that on YouTube. Now, I, if, you don't, if you're basically overwhelmed by what I'm saying, just remember all this and you can explore it later. Just do the test I just suggested to you. So if you want a real drill down, again, long tail, something that'll benefit benefit you from years to come, listen to yesterday's show, listen to today's show, start a podcast, break those podcasts down into uh, YouTube shorts, and then have those YouTube shorts, uh, you have to set them up correctly. You have to give them a correct title. You have to do all the right stuff when it comes to the SEOing of that video. The, the program Julie and I use is called VidIQ. I also talked about that yesterday. And what VidIQ does is it works with YouTube and it tells you what your keywords should be. It tells you what your tags should be. It even actually will give you suggestions on what your title should be, all of that. So you go, I use vidIQ. It's basically like my AI, you know, YouTube coach. Karen actually does it, our assistant. And I occasionally will log in to see what the results are. But that's all you've got to do. And when you do it like that, what will happen is over not that much time. Now, by not that much time, I mean like six months. If you do this consistently and don't be greedy with your keywords, the more drill down keywords you have, the better results you're going to get. The fa- By better, I mean faster. So if you put in, for example, if I would have put in Central Ohio Real Estate, I'm going to be toast because there's too many people that have uh, set up search for the past 30 years, basically, around those big keywords. But if I were to put in, for example, a very specific neighborhood, like Julie and I live in Puerto Rico now. So if I were to put in Livingston neighborhood, Dorado Beach, Puerto Rico, or something like that, and then I were to do a little driving tour or a walking tour, even better, where I'm explaining the neighborhood, the price points, the everything. You guys get it. Something super simple. It does not, remember we were talking, it does not have to be overly formal. The more formal a video, the less likely someone is actually to consume it. They don't want to listen to your intro. They don't want to listen to your music. They don't want to listen to your, you know, your over-processing of the show. You guys get it? Do a whole ton of those. They only have to be a minute. And just process the snot out of those. And when you do it like that, you'll discover that you're going to create something that's going to create leads for you in years and years into the future. I'm not saying ours is the benchmark to copy with regards to um, how to essentially set up all your um, your media. But it's pretty close. And we have been working on it. And we've got three people that work on it on a constant basis. So just copy what we're doing. So for example, it's not enough for someone to watch a YouTube video or a YouTube short. You've got to set up a description that has a call to action, a CTA, right? You want to have the CTA being something super direct. I, some of you, many of you want to send uh, people into some sort of long tail funnel. Don't do that because that is a turnoff to 99%. Of, do you want to be put into a funnel? No, you do not. No, you just leave that page, right? You, you do. Just... And so what you want to do is you want to leave your actual cell phone number for people to call or text mm-hmm. you directly. 
That's what you want to do. You want to remove as many barriers to entry as uh, possible. Do not believe in dripping on people because it doesn't work. It never really worked back when people started talking about this as a a thing back in the 90s. Never worked then. Definitely doesn't work now. So leave your phone number. Let them um, actually uh, contact you directly. For example, many of you, are you're, you're thinking about upgrading your brokerage experience. So many of you, you're in one of two categories. You're the thinking about eXp, you're eXp Realty curious, or you're actually looking for an eXp Realty sponsor. And so what I am offering to all of you is for you to consider Julie and I as being your sponsors of eXp Realty. And all you have to do is text me directly on my real cell phone. Text, please do not call. 512-758-0206. And when you do, we'll have a conversation, answer all your questions about eXp. And 99% of the time, people move forward and they join with us at eXp Realty. They either move forward right away or maybe they wait for some closings to happen. It doesn't matter. eXp Realty is the perfect brokerage for this changing uh, real estate market. Let me just put it in perspective. If I'm getting all my numbers correctly, which I think I am. At the end of last year, there were 70,000 agents at eXp Realty. 70,000. At the end of this year, there's going to be between probably 86 and 88,000. So EXP Realty grew by what, 20, 27% this year? How many other brokerages in the United States actually grew agent count? I'm going to guess the total of zero have actually, unless they're really small ones, have grown agent count this year. There's no competitors at this size that have grown agent count this year. Why? Because teams, brokers, individual agents, new agents, grizzled veteran agents, they're all migrating towards EXP because they know the market's going to demand that they make changes in in their real estate practice. And it only makes sense that they're going to want to upgrade their brokerage experience. If you're a team, if you're a broker, let's have a conversation. Let's give me the shot. Give me a shot at showing you dollar for dollar, spreadsheet to spreadsheet, profit to loss to profit to loss, how much better off you're going to be at eXp Realty. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. That is an ad where I'm obviously giving my phone number. You guys do the same thing. Don't be sheepish about telling people what you want. You have to be direct. Don't be overly clever thinking that after a series of well-written emails and videos through a drip campaign, they're going to raise their hand. Tell them what you want. Tell them you're ready here to help them. Give them a compelling reason to contact you, and they will. Yes, and you know what? I I think we talked about point number 12, so we should wrap this up. But I think one of the things that I've taken away that I didn't realize, I don't know, a couple of years ago, one point was what you said about um, Google owning YouTube. So, you know, back when web, agent websites were new, you could type in like New Albany Real Estate and, you know, it would come up within maybe a page or two, but those days are long gone because you get pushed down so many pages. Nobody's ever going to find your site. So this is almost like an end run where you can do your videos, where you can do your podcast. Somebody searches for real estate in Livingston, Dorado, Puerto Rico, and you are going to pop up. It's all, it's, it's like you are running around that whole system. Agent websites are a complete waste of time. There was a great article that Inman wrote a couple of years ago that said, essentially proved, by the way, Julie and I have been saying for years, that agent websites get a, on average get a total of zero actual leads per year. But YouTube videos, for the reasons that Julie just stated, are definitely going to get a lot of opportunities for you to uh, gather audience. And so will iTunes and so will doing a podcast. Right now, the tip of the spear is going to be exactly what Julie and I are prescribing to you. A podcast doesn't have to be super long that then you make into many fo- different forms of content. You create, you can create little TikTok videos from you. Again, you can delegate this easily. There are armies of people that you can have as contractors, mostly in the Philippines, that are brilliant at doing this, that will not charge you an arm and a leg. 
Um, and yeah, that's what you do. So you do your podcast, then they'll basically process the rest of it, even if you don't want to figure out how to do it all. I mean, if I were in real estate, I wouldn't want to figure out how to do it all either. I get it, but you can just basically lean into the existing infrastructure of all of these amazing ISAs that are mostly in the Philippines that know how to do all this uh, work for you. I'm not going to suggest who to use because they're so easy to find, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I have to say from a coaching perspective as well, our coaching clients who have embraced this and are doing it, there's a nice unintended consequence to this, which is your presentation skills, your comfort with talking about real estate, your expertise about specifics, because we did a whole podcast series about different topics that you could, excuse me, talk about in your videos and podcasts. You become better at your craft because you're doing more of it more frequently. And I like that from a coaching standpoint. So that was point 12, everything we just talked about. So Julie, why don't we just use this wrap up? Cause there are some interesting facts in there that are still salient. Yes. So what is a successful podcast? How do you actually define that? How many downloads or listens should you be getting? Well, in a world of YouTube views and Twitter followers, we become accustomed to figures in the hundreds of thousands and even millions. So it's important to realize that these numbers are completely irrelevant to podcasting, spin-off podcasting in your mind as a separate thing. So let me let me break that down. So if you are thinking that in order for your again, I hear all these conversations, I just sort of, you know, roll my eyes. But like, uh, you know, your, my TikTok video got 10,000 views or my whatever went viral. So what? Right. What did you get from it? What was the benefit from that? If you cannot actually quantify the effort that you're making and you're just writing it off as some sort of branding exercise, you are largely, if not completely wasting your time and wasting, hopefully not your money. So you got to get real clear. It not, Again, we talked about this yesterday. It's super important you understand this. You want to be well-known. I'm sorry, you want your work to be known well. Focus less on being well-known. In other words, don't focus so much on being famous. Focus on producing really great content for not a lot of people, but enough people that you're going to be able to actually sell a lot of houses and make a lot of money. Well, so on podcasts, the numbers of listeners or downloads may be fewer than what you're seeing on your TikTok or your Twitter or, some, or even Instagram. But the quality should be massively better because it's so much more targeted. So never compare your average podcast downloads to somebody else's Instagram followers. It's not apples to apples. So consider this. A good selling book sells 250 copies per year with lifetime sales of only 3,000 total sales ever. Isn't that amazing? It is. And 81% of adults between 18 and 29 uh, years old had read a book in any format the previous year. It has been stated that over 90% of all books that people buy aren't even read. But the point is that your show, if it's 30 minutes long and you even have 50 people downloading it four times per month for 12 months, your content is getting more attention than most, most authors of books will in a lifetime. So here's something fascinating. I found these benchmarks and you guys, I had to search my butt off to find this information. If your new podcast gets within seven days of its release, more than 26 downloads, you're in the top 50% of all podcasts. And by the way, I think now there's over 4 million podcasts in the world. If you want to be one of the top 100 podcasts, again, you just got to drill down on what your particular niche is going to be. You're a real estate sales professional, so definitely focus more on a particular community. So here, think of it this way. A lot of you, uh, in some cases, direct mail works great. If, you're not, if, you, if your neighborhood's not saturated with direct mailers from a bunch of different real estate agents, then actually a really well-done direct mail piece 
is going to work. If there's getting a thousand cards a day, it's not going to work. Don't bother doing it. Now, obviously what's on your card matters. It's the content that's on the card. We talk about this in premier coaching. If you want to do direct mail, we have exact examples of what really works. We've had coaching clients who have built their businesses off direct mail. So that is something that works. The challenge again is if it's oversaturated and there's too many people doing it. Well, the way you actually get to the top of, uh, you know, in, so people look for your direct mail is the same way you do it with a podcast. You make it so your content is very specific to the, the actual listener that you're trying to target. In real estate, it's very easy because you're trying to target towards people that live in a particular geographic area, just like if you are doing direct mail. Talk about home values. Talk about new sales. Talk about what, here, we didn't really talk a lot about this, but you can do interviews. Interview local, um, like for example, in every community, there's always the head of the PTA. There's always the people that are in semi-political positions. There's always local business owners. There's always people. Like actual influencers, you mean? Yeah, well, there in are. In a way. But there yeah. are. Sure. In, in every little community, like, you know, next door, there's always a couple, you know, people that are sort of like the mother hens of next mm -hmm. door, men, sure. men or women, really. Have them on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And then you can then start built. They'll then share your podcast with other people, but it'll also lend credibility, not just to your podcast, but to you. This yeah. is how you do it. And then you can expand if you want to expand geographic areas. So a podcast where you then backload it with the YouTube content. Now, here's ultimately, I want you to be very clear about this. Actually, let me finish reading these stats because okay. it's funny. All right. More than 26 downloads. You're the top 50% of all podcasts. More than 72 downloads in the first seven days. You're in the top 25% of all podcasts, all podcast listeners. Within seven days of release, if you have more than 231 downloads, you're within the top 10% of podcasts. Within seven days of release, if you have more than 539 downloads, you're in the top 5% of all podcasts. Isn't that amazing? Within seven days of the release of your podcast, if it has more than 3,000 downloads, you're in the top 1% of all podcasts. You mean it's not 300,000 or 3 million downloads that get you into the top 1%. It's just over 3,000. And it's accumulative too. So when you're doing a podcast, so one of the things that we do our best to do is don't date the podcast, right? Don't date, make the content too specific to, you know, today, Make it so that it's going to be valuable for people for years to come because what happens is there's an accumulation effect that happens with podcasting in particular and really YouTube videos. So those are the really only two formats where you have the benefit of the accumulation effect. You created a whole bunch of content about a particular neighborhood. Well, you know, you talked about this school, that school, different you know topics for each of your, uh, your videos and your podcasts and the rest of it. That will build almost like this huge you know, encyclopedia or this huge library of content. And you will have established yourself as an expert. You will have established yourself as an expert by providing loads and loads of content. Someone's thinking about selling. They're going to watch one of your videos. Then YouTube or if they're listening, iTunes is going to then suggest they listen or read to or, or view another one. You guys get it? Now. Will this replace proactive lead generation? No, this will not replace proactive lead generation. And nowhere in anything we've talked about in the past two days do we want you to believe it will because it won't. So if you have to choose between learning how to be a really good proactive uh, lead generator, picking up the phone and calling an expired, for example, or worrying about how to do everything I just said, forget everything you've learned on today's podcast. And yesterday's. And yesterday's. Just delete, 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 and just focus on becoming a very good proactive lead generator. We have had more coaching clients make more net income and who have done the proactive lead generation than we have by far people who have done passive lead generation. All of what we've presented to you today and yesterday is passive lead generation. The killer app, 
Now, if you have to choose between one or the other, passive or proactive, you always do proactive. And that's the primary focus of our coaching business. But the killer app, the way to make it really work is if you're doing both. But if you have to choose, do the thing that's going to put money in your pocket and put you in a position to help people the fastest, and that's going to be the proactive. Over time, you can reinforce your messaging. Now, someone's out there smugly saying, you're talking about branding, whatever term you want to use. But you want to reinforce your proactive lead generation with your passive, which is going to be what I just described. Well, and there's a good way to combine the two, always leading with proactive. Proactive meaning you could, some of you are sitting on lead follow-up where if you just get yourself on the phone this afternoon, you'll have a listing appointment this weekend. That's proactive. But let's say that you want to start doing this. You want to dabble in it. You want to learn more about it. Well, make what you're already doing proactively enhanced by this. So for example, that could be you're doing an open house this weekend and your theme is selling real estate in New Albany, Ohio. Well, well just, you can record that and support it. Well, just do a little short video on the open house you're exactly. doing. Yeah, that'll work. Now, how do you know what content to do? Uh, you're now, this. some of you are going to think, okay, I need to now think about what I'm going to do. Here's your hack. Go to, uh, just go to YouTube. Go to YouTube mm-hmm. and put in the keywords that you think a seller might be searching for that's in the neighborhood in which you want to be selling houses and start searching for videos that somebody else has created that's going to be around that particular, uh, what that seller might find. And I'm Julie's, we'll wrap up today. And I want you, I'll tee you up. You got, this is, you told me this like two months ago. Okay. okay. Hope, hopefully right. I remember you'll have to help. I'll me. give you the, I'll give you okay. the keywords and you try to remember. I'm going to put, I'm going to put it in the Juggle. Okay. Okay. I mentioned it again in the Juggle <laughs> yep. opposed to the Google. All right. So mm-hmm. you were telling me a story. That when you were telling Lance Kenmore Mm -hmm. about something similar, about YouTube in particular, and you had prior to your coaching call done some homework Mm -hmm. and found out that there was basically an agent that sells virtually no houses, but he had put up some rudimentary video that had like tens of thousands of views. Yes, and it was something like, my search words were, were, I did it a couple different ways. Uh, Sell my home in Kennewick, Washington was one. And you guys can translate for your own market, of course. And the other one, Kennewick is part of a larger area called Tri-Cities. So I tried that as well. It was actually a gal. She had like 17,000 views on a little home tour of a normal house. It was like, you know, a three-year-old house for 400 grand. It wasn't some spectacular mansion on the water or something. Well, but that's this the point because someone thinking about moving there is going to watch the video to try to understand what they get from the money. Yes. And, and furthermore, I went down, I always, when I see those big views, I also look at the comments, right? Because that's the whole point. If you guys are going to do this, you have to watch it like you do your Facebook comments and your messenger and all that. So I looked at the comments and it was indeed people saying, wow, great home. How can I see it? Right? Exactly. Or is this already sold? And of course she can communicate with those people. It was a great lead generator. Now that was somebody that neither Lance or I had ever heard of before. And yet she was getting market share in his market, now, in no, his backyard. What we told you how to do on yesterday's and today's podcast is passive lead generation. But guess what, listeners? It's free. Yes. And there's no, refer- there's no referral fees to- associated with it. And it'll, it's not like a postcard that someone's going to throw away. It's not like a lot of the other, you know, jingle jangle things you guys are being told to do. This stuff, if you do it correctly, will generate leads for you like Julie just described for years to come. Yes. Now, one of the things that Lance is going to do, because they're chock full of new construction out there and all the builders are doing deals and, you know, boosting commissions and lots of exciting things for buyers. He's going to do videos where he's interviewing on site, what do you get for the money? This is the name of you know, awesome. Kennewick Acres, right? Or whatever it is. And he's going to do short videos on that. 
with his keywords being build in Kennewick or new construction, buy new construction in Kennewick, all of that kind of stuff. So that he's the go-to person. When you search in Google, right? I might not even go to, you know, iTunes or Stitcher, but I'm going to search in in Google and I'm going to say, you know, new homes in Kennewick. Well, he's then going to pop up, whereas before he wouldn't have. Well, he'll pop up because YouTube especially, and like I think it's 93% of all searches are not done on a desktop or a notebook. They're done on a mobile. Yeah. So most everyone uses their mobile for everything. And so for the reasons that we stated before, that Google's now essentially pushing up YouTube video results, mm-hmm. he'll see, and it's going to take like six months, but then he's going to start getting consistent views on those videos, and those videos are going to start creating more leads for him. But all the while, he is still a proactively well, generator. Of course. He's so still doing staff. everything he always did. He didn't replace. This is not instead of. This is in addition to right. all the stuff that works for you already. Now, and imagine six months or a year in advance, right? You guys have been doing this. Let's say you've done a you know a seven out of ten job following what we suggested you do yesterday and today. And let's say you're also you've learned how to be a proactively generator. And I'll just give you the most obvious example of what Julie are incredibly enthusiastic and excited about, learning how to hunt expires, learning how to actually convert expires to active listings for you. It's one of the primary focuses of our coaching and training business. So you are now talking to an expired. They expired to set an appointment with you. They expired probably, if, if not at that point, but after they meet with you, it's going to do a Google search on you. Everyone does Google searches mm-hmm. on everyone, right? Then they're going to see your videos where you've established yourself as being the at least informed, proactive, I won't say the word expert because that word's been bastardized over the years for sure. sure. But the reality of it is, is they're going to then be re- your messaging of you being their new listing agent is going to be reinforced with all the media that you've been creating. And you've established yourself as not somebody, you, you know, you're a professional, full-time, 100% focused and drilled on real estate professional. This is the secret sauce. This is closing the loop. And you know, it's funny too. I'll tell you guys, this is how this always, uh, it always makes me laugh. When you ask an agent, like, you know, we get a new agent, they're thinking about signing up for coaching or maybe they want to buy one, you know, enroll in one of our more expensive coaching programs where they get a private one-on-one coach and they're talking to one of our new member coaches. The new member coach has questions that they're going to ask them. How many deals have you closed so far this year? Which is one of the questions. And they'll say 10, let's say, or 15. Then they'll say, well, how many of those are buyers and sellers? And they'll usually say it's 50-50. And then they'll say, okay, where did those listing leads come from? Now, that's where it gets fun because most times agents don't know where the hell their listing leads came from or what they'll say is, I got that one from Instagram. That's what they'll say. Or I got that one from Facebook. You might even think you're getting leads from those platforms as well. But what you don't realize is you're not. You're getting those leads from people who are already on the pathway to contacting you and they maybe a referral from a neighbor or a trusted friend or advisor, or maybe, maybe you almost always repeat a referral. Exactly. Something like that. So they were on the way to tracking, to wanting to contact you in the first place. They found your information from going to Google, looking for your phone number because they were going to message you anyway. And they ended up messaging you through Instagram, or maybe they just searched you on Instagram, found you and messaged you directly through Instagram. So you think that lead was from Instagram where the reality of it was their neighbor actually suggested that they call you. So that's the reason that when you, you, it's easy to fool yourself into thinking that just because the message or the lead came through Twitter or whatever, that that lead actually was a Twitter generated lead. 99% of the time it wasn't, it was actually from another source. So always ask the question two or three times, why did you choose to call me? Or what was the, you know, who, so that I can thank them. Who was it that referred you to me? Ask that direct question and you'll be shocked when you discover what I'm telling you right now is hundred percent true. Like you're going to mail out some postcards and you're going to say, well, the postcards got me a listing call. Well, then you call the seller up 
and you're going to assume it's from the postcard you just mailed out. But had you asked the secondary question, were there any other reasons that you're calling me today or to, for the job of selling your house, you will discover that they'll tell you, well, we go to the same church or, you know, my kid plays with your kid at soccer or whatever, whatever. You will find that there's actually a touch point that happened before the passive lead generation, which was the impetus for them to want to contact you in the first place. It's very fascinating how much intertwined all this is. But if you can only choose one thing, always choose to be a proactive lead generator generator, especially in a market like this. We warned you guys two years ago, and I don't like to be so direct. Well, I do, but not on this podcast, that the cost of lead generation was going to go through the roof. We warned you that the cost of running teams was going to go through the roof. We warned you that the cost of all this passive stuff was going to become essentially unsustainable, especially as sales slowed uh, slowed down. Why do we know that? Because we'd seen it happen three times before. Since we've been doing this forever, we've seen this type of this pattern happen before. Now, guess what? Average cost of lead from Zillow is $500. We're being told. Now, remember that's per lead. That's a lead. That's not a closed deal. That's, I mean, I, yeah, you pay $500 all day long for a closed buyer, but no, that's just a lead. Bob and Bob Smith at one, two, you know, whatever. Which is not exclusive to you, by the way. That is insane. (laughs) And, And it's going to get more expensive. Why? Guess what? Inflation. Guess what an expired lead costs? I don't know. Nothing. You oh, yeah, popped yeah, up yeah. in your MLS. Yeah. No, I thought, okay. I thought you meant from Zillow. Oh, well, no, no. Um, yeah, um, no, Julie's saying something interesting. So an expired lead, a for sale by owner lead, a notice of default lead, um, uh, uh, what's it? I was probate. probate lead. Those cost you nothing. The things that we teach you how to do, the lead generation costs you nothing. We want you to have a ton of net profit. That way you can weather these financial storms. That's right. You know why expireds are happening right now. I've been hearing about this from our agents who are, you know, listing expireds. The expireds are happening very quickly, like two weeks or 30 days in. One reason is because agents haven't shifted to actually getting longer agreements. That would be one thing. Drill down on what you just said. Okay. So back in the hot seller's market, you really didn't have to worry about how long your listing agreement was because you were going to get 20 offers by midnight, choose one and close in 45 days or less, right? So you didn't really worry about that. Maybe you got a 60-day agreement, but most of you were taking 30-day agreements and you haven't shifted away from that, which means it's expiring in 30 days. Now, the other thing that is happening is that sellers are getting pretty frustrated pretty quickly with the agents who have not properly educated them on what's actually happening in the market. In other words, they have not set the expectation for how long it's actually going to take to sell the house in this market. Exactly. Because they don't know what the expectation is. They don't know how to tell the seller. That is a massive skills deficit. Or worse, they don't even have any idea what we've been talking about. And (laughs) they're still over-promising which means they're automatically under-delivering and the sellers are actually firing them before it actually expires. And so you're seeing, to Julie's point, a lot of agents who got the who are taking listings, maybe it's because they're friends with them, maybe because they yes. sold them the house as a buyer's agent. Those listings are expiring and they, then those expireds are basically great opportunities for you guys to be chasing. But you need to know what to say skill. and how to say it. You need to develop the skill. That's right. Because, okay, so now you've got that light bulb going off in your head. I need to talk to my sellers and properly set expectations. I've seen things taking longer days on the market. It's not going over list price anymore and we're maybe not getting multiple offers. Well, how do you talk to a seller about reality without overdoing it to the point where you actually lose the listing because tomorrow's appointment comes in and blows smoke at them that they're going to get some crazy price that they would have gotten six months ago but aren't going to get today. This is the hardest time in the past 14 years for sure since 07, you know, 14, 15 years to sell real estate if you do not have, it's really a mindset thing, but the mindset comes from a skill set 
you are not going to be able to fake it or win deals with your personality. The FOMO is almost fear of missing out is almost completely out of the market. You're going to have to have skills. The longer you wait to accept that reality, the more you seal your fate that you're not going to be in real estate next year. Well, that's right. So the assumption is when something expires, less experienced, less educated, less coached agents would think, well, that must have been a crappy house, right? When in fact, you could have a very highly motivated seller. And why does a seller fire an agent? They don't do that if they're just trying the market out. They'll write it out with their agent if they're just screwing around. A seller gets anxious after two weeks or 30 days because they actually have to sell the house. Yep. That's going to be a sale for someone. Right. So guys, listen, this is the reason all of you need to be joining Premier Coaching. We knew the market shift was going to be happening. That's the reason in June, uh, you know, roughly six months ago, we made Premier Coaching for free. We wanted to make it so that it would be very easy for all of you to cross this bridge into the new market with the skill set you need. We saw it coming. We did the best thing we could do for all of you making Premier Coaching for free. It's up for you to join. You either do or you don't. In the, all of our content, all of this, our scripts, our listing presentations, our pre-listing packs, they're copywritten. They're ours. You, you will not find it anywhere else. And by the way, there, our information is not published anyplace else. You, you have to join Premier Coaching. We're not just going to uh, give you our listing presentation because that's not useful to you unless you actually have it in context, having pre-qualified, having sent a pre-listing pack, having followed the whole system. We are teaching you how to do that as far as Premier Coaching. We made it free for you. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Hey guys, thank you for making this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. It is our pleasure and our honor. There might be a special Sunday podcast coming up if I can talk Julie into doing mm -hmm. it. We'll see. In the meanwhile, you guys have a fantastic day. Do not be stressed. Do not be overly worried. Just be focused and drilled down. Realize the best opportunities for yourself in your family, in real estate, are still ahead of you, provided you have the skill set necessary, the skill set this new market demands. And best part of it is, it is not that difficult to get. And here's another best part. If you're listening to this uh, podcast and you're taking action on the things we're suggesting, you're going to be ahead of the market. Your competitors aren't going to figure it out for like one or two years. You're going to be ahead of the market by a significant margin, and you're going to know how to work expired. You're going to know how to do all the other things that maybe a year or two into the future, they're finally going to get around to accepting that they should have learned uh, prior. That is the opportunity you have right now. Seize that opportunity. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.